Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. We want to thank everyone for tuning in to another edition of the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio. I'm your host, Black Ice. And I'm your co-host, The Messenger. And we're going to go ahead and get started. We're going to wait for you guys to get on in a little bit. Um, but we want to say peace and blessings to everybody. It's out there watching. All right. There we go. A little bit of light there, y'all. A little bit of light, a little bit of light, a little bit of light. And for those who are tuning in via Poet Radio on TalkShoe.com, we want to welcome you also as well. We want to welcome you also as well. We're going to we're going to have a very deep discussion tonight, brothers and sisters. <clears throat> and I'm excited about it. Yes, sir. <clears throat> we're going to have a very deep discussion tonight and I am excited about it. Um I'm expecting uh, some of the brothers and sisters who have been tuning in to um come back and tune in. Have some very interesting brothers and sisters um, tune in to the show. Um, some of them which have challenged us and some of them which have just, you know, very honestly just wanted to know more about this word called um, the Bible, brothers and sisters. Yeah. Just wanted to know. So um, we are sharing this thing right now as we speak to different groups, to um, um Different friends, brothers and sisters, we're sharing this thing right now. Uh, And so we want to invite you on. We want to invite you on, invite you on, invite you on, invite you on, brothers and sisters. And we do this every Tuesday. Every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, we do this every, every, every Tuesday. So if you're interested in learning about the Bible, not based on what you've been told, not based on uh, necessarily what you've been taught, what you think or how you feel, but in the words of the Bible show Truth Hour, our motto is, if you cannot read it, don't believe it. So show them what we use. Show them what we use, Brother Messenger. Open it up, to Let them see the inside of it. This is what we use, brothers and sisters, this book called The Bible. We use the Bible, brothers and sisters. This is what we use on our show. So... Our job on this show is to educate our brothers and sisters what's in this book. There's a lot of things that we believe that's not even in the book. And there's a lot of things in the book that some people just don't believe. So we are going to deal with all of it today in a very powerful lesson, brothers and sisters, called The Goat, the Lamb, and the Lion. Again, The Goat, the Lamb, and the lion, brothers and sisters. So I'm going to ask you all to share this video right now. And um, share this video, share this video, share this video, brothers and sisters. And we're going to go ahead and get ready and put on our YouTube listeners while you're sharing 
this video and inviting people to tune in. Brother Messenger, um, go ahead and greet the people, and then we can go ahead and get into uh, a prayer. And we can go ahead and get ready to start our show. Welcome, everybody, tonight for tuning in. Uh, Again, this is going to be an explosive lesson. Mm -hmm. Make sure you get your your pen and your pad, more importantly, your Bible, so that you can follow along with us. Uh, Write these scriptures down. Um, I I see, you know, uh, Brother um, Lowe said he had no answer for somebody asked him, uh, what is God's kingdom? We have that answer, brother. We have that answer. We have that answer. We want you to be assured that when somebody asks you a question that pertaining to this book, you can not only tell them the answer, but more importantly, you can show them the answer. That's right. Um, So welcome, everybody. We're going to get right into this. We're going to open up with a prayer. Uh, We have started to make sure that on this show, we pray to the east. So, Brother I. Yes, sir. And if you're at home right now, then go ahead and face the east, brothers and sisters, and we'll go ahead and get right into that prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we come to say thank you. Father God, we thank you for your presence. We thank you, Father God, for every ear that is listening via Facebook, Father God, or YouTube. Father God, you said that he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. So, Father God, I just pray, Father God, that you remove myself, the messenger, and Brother Black Ice, and fill us with the mind of Christ, Father God, which is the Word, Father God. Allow us to speak and read that which is written, Father God, so there will be no misinterpretation, Father God. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray that everybody that hears us, Father God, is edified and that you are glorified. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. Amen, amen, and amen. 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 We appreciate that, Brother Messenger. Absolutely. We're going to go ahead and get right into our lesson, brothers and sisters. Again, we're going to go ahead and get right into our lesson, and we're going to go ahead right now and welcome our YouTube listeners. YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. Peace and blessings to you this great Tuesday afternoon. This is Tuesday, July the 17th, 2018, and our lesson today is the goat, the lamb, and the lion. In that order, the goat, the lamb, and the lion. Let's go ahead and dig deep into this thing, Brother Messenger, because I'm excited about this lesson today. Man, I am too, brother. You know, after I got baptized, I just told God, work with me. You know, come on. Give me your Holy Spirit, Father God. Work with me. Work with me. Work with me. And I'm praying that He does just that. It's interesting how, when God is inspiring me to do these lessons, Brother Messenger, I feel a certain sensation inside of my my back. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It's crazy, y'all. When when I'm when I'm you know coming up and preparing for the lesson and, and finding these scriptures, it's like I can feel like a discomfort inside of me. Mm. And that's as God is my witness, you know. So when I start feeling like that, I know that I'm on to something. Absolutely. But, again, i got to give all praise and due to God for giving me and giving Brother Messenger the things that he has given us, this inspiration, this spirit, this obedience to get into his word and do his word, brothers and sisters, and try our best to live it out. 
Absolutely. Try our best to live it out. And, and and let's just make that clear. The key word is try. We are trying to. So please don't think because I always say this, don't think because we sitting on this side, we got it all together. No, we still trying to live the best Christ-like life we can live. That's right. So we're going to go ahead and start this thing off now. The journey that it took to get from the goat to the lion is truly a phenomenal story, brothers and sisters. In this lesson, we will follow this journey and show you what this means for you and I mm. and our salvation. Come on. Call it a love story, if you will. But this is truly a lesson that leads to the understanding of our salvation. Let us go back to the beginning, brothers and sisters. Let us go back to the beginning, Genesis 1 and 1. Here we read about the creation of two estates, brothers and sisters. Again, the, the, the creation of two estates, heaven and earth. Let's go ahead and read it, brother messenger, Genesis 1 and 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. We're going to stop right there because... What happened after God created the heaven and the earth? Very few people delve into what happened after God created the heaven and the earth. They just go straight to, and the earth was without form and void. They go straight there, but we're not going to go straight there. We're going to deal with some of the things that happened after God created the heaven and the earth. So in order for us to find that out, let's go back or forward to John 1 and 1. Mm. Let's go to John 1 and 1. Okay. Here we read about the Godhead. Yeah. And who was there in the beginning? Come on. When the heaven and the earth was created. Those two estates, heaven and earth. Yeah. Let's read it. Who was there in the beginning when the heaven and the earth was created? John 1 and 1. <clears throat> in the beginning was the Word. Well, hold on. Wait a minute. The Word was there in the beginning? That's what it said. The Word is the Son of God, right? Yes. Okay, read that again. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. So we got two. We got Father and we got Son. We got the Word and we got God. Continue. And the Word was God. So the Word is called God, and the Father is called God. There is no Holy Ghost right here, brothers and sisters. There is no Holy Spirit right here, brothers and sisters, because he, the one that bare records in heaven with the Father and the Son, was not there in the beginning. No. I'm going to say that again. The one that bears record with the Father and the Son, the one called the Holy Ghost, was not there in the beginning when the heaven and the earth was created. But let's go ahead and... Um, Go to Revelations, Brother Messenger. Mm. Already, huh? Already. Already. We're going to find out what happened in the beginning by going to the end. Let's go to the book of Revelations, Brother. We're going to find out what happened in the beginning by going to the end. Mm. God knows our ending in the beginning. Wow. Revelations, the 12th chapter. Now, before man was created, there were living things that occupied the earth. Yeah. I'm going to say that again. Before Adam was created, before man was created, there were living beings that occupied the earth. 
the Bible does not call whatever was here man. He, the Bible don't call it that. These, these living beings that were here before Adam, the Bible doesn't call it man because Adam is the first man. But whatever was here was destroyed by a flood, brothers and sisters. We're not talking about the flood of Noah. Right. But whatever was here was destroyed by a flood due to the sin that Satan brought to this earth. He eventually defiled God's creation, leading him to start over again with Adam, the first man. But let's read a little bit about what happened after God created the heaven and the earth. Genesis 12, 1 through 9. I'm, I'm sorry, Revelation. Revelation 12, 1 through 9. Go ahead, my brother. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of 12 stars. Now let me just stop right there. The woman that was clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, that the sun... It's Jacob. The moon is his wife, brothers and sisters. And upon her head was a crown of 12 stars. Those 12 stars are the 12 tribes of the children of Israel, or the 12 sons, brothers and sisters. Continue at verse 2, Revelation 12 and 2. And she being with child cried, travailing in birth, and pain to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven. And behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head. These are the nations and the kings, brothers and sisters. This is end-time prophecy. But now let's go back to the beginning after God created the heaven and the earth. Verse 4, Revelation 12, 12 and 4. Listen. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven. These are the angels that fell down with him that he convinced to be on his side. A third part of the stars of heaven, go ahead, and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. Mm. And she brought forth a man-child. So Israel, brothers and sisters, brought forth a man-child. The man-child came through. Israel, brothers and sisters, go ahead. Who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness, where she had a place prepared of God, that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score days. Now we're jumping back into future prophecy, brothers and sisters, where it's talking about the Great Tribulation period, which lasts for three and a half yeah. years. But let's go back to the beginning, Brother Messenger. You see how it's going in and out of time. Um, the, to the past, from the past to the future. The past to the future. But let's go back to the past and find out what happened after God created the heaven and the earth. Go ahead. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought and his angels. And prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil. So, brothers and sisters, that snake that you say was in the Garden of Eden, that serpent, read that again. 
because that serpent or that snake has a name, brothers and sisters. That was a being in the Garden of Eden with Adam and with Eve, a being, a fallen angel. He was given the adjective of a snake because of his subtlety, brothers and sisters. But read that again, verse 9, all of the titles of the devil, brothers and sisters, go ahead, or Satan. And the great dragon was cast out. Uh Uh-huh. That old serpent. That old serpent. Called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels was cast out with him. So, brothers and sisters, all this took place after Genesis 1 and 1. Angels were created to occupy the estate of heaven. Living beings were created to occupy the estate of earth. There was war in heaven. Mm-hmm. Satan and his angels got kicked out of heaven, came down to this earth, and defiled whatever was here on this earth. Absolutely. And after he defiled what was here on this earth, then what happened, Brother Messenger? Let's go to the second verse in Genesis. Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. And the earth was without form and void. Now you know how the earth became without form and void. Because my God... Everything he created was good, mm-hmm. and it was complete. Yes. So he didn't create the earth without form and void. The earth became without form and void after Satan and his angels got kicked out of heaven down to the estate of called earth. Read that again, verse 2. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. See? The waters, brothers and sisters, darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. He destroyed what was here with the flood, brothers and sisters. Yes. And we're going to prove that for you even more in detail. Just hang on, because I know a lot of you all say, well, Black Eyes ain't never heard that before. We ain't never been taught that before. Well, we're going to show you the proof in this book. Brothers and sisters, how God destroyed whatever living being was here before Adam was created. Mm -hmm. And he did it with a flood, brothers and sisters. But let's read more about what happened after the heaven and the earth was created. Let's go to the book of Jeremiah, the fourth chapter. Mm -hmm. Jeremiah, the fourth chapter, brothers and sisters. Jeremiah, the fourth chapter. Now, the Lord through the mouth of Jeremiah, also spoke about the beginning before Adam. Mm. This is a crucial piece of evidence in our case today about the scapegoat, the lamb, <laughs> and the lion. Come on. The goat, the lamb, and the lion. Let's, let's read it. Jeremiah, the fourth chapter, verses 23 through 27. Go ahead, my brother. I beheld the earth, and lo. It was without form and void. Didn't we just read that in Genesis, that the earth was without form and void? Well, what are we doing reading the Genesis story in the book of Jeremiah? Brothers and sisters, you got to look all over this book for the answer because it's not just in one place. And just because you're at the end of the book don't mean that it's not talking about the beginning of the book. Go ahead, I beheld. I beheld the earth and lo. It was without form and void, and the heavens, and they had no light. I beheld the mountains, and lo, they trembled, and all the hills moved lightly. I beheld, and lo, there was no man, and all the birds of heavens were fled. 
There was no man at this time. No man. We read in the book of Jeremiah, brothers and sisters, there was no man at this time. Go ahead and finish. I beheld and lo, the fruitful place was a wilderness, and all cities thereof were broken down at the presence of the Lord and by his fierce anger. For thus have the Lord said, The whole land shall be desolate, yet will I not make a full end. So he said, although I am doing away with this creation, and I'm getting rid of it by a flood, it's not going to be the end because I'm going to go ahead and start it over again with a man named Adam. Come on. But when Satan got here and defiled what was here, brothers and sisters, and brought sin down with him, he had to get rid of it. He had to do away with it, brothers and sisters. Let's go to the book of Second Peter, the third chapter. Second Peter, the third chapter. I'm going to give you one more look at this beginning, brothers and sisters. The stuff that took place after God created the heaven and the earth. God reveals his wisdom to his servants Come on. to teach the world the truth of this word, brothers and sisters. This book has to be taught line upon line, precept upon precept. Here a little and there a little. Let's go one last place, brother messenger, in the New Testament to show the evidence of a pre-Adamic world before mm. Adam. Yeah. Second Peter, the third chapter, verses 1 through 8. Go ahead. This second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure mind by way of remembrance. So, brothers and sisters, that's what we're trying to do on this show. We're trying to stir up your consciousness. That's it. Your curiosity. You may not agree with us, brothers and sisters, but I guarantee you some of you all have never heard what we're speaking on and teaching on today before. Now, whether you agree with us or not, we're reading from this book, and you're going to leave this show, and you're going to say, man, let me go see what Brother Messenger and Black Eyes read. Let me go read that for myself. Mm-hmm. And that's what our job is, is to just, Knock on the door of your conscience, brothers and sisters. Peak your itch. Whether we are the ones that get inside is irrelevant to us. We just want to do our job. Go ahead, Second Peter, third, um, three, and two. Three and two. Go ahead. That ye may be mindful of the word which was spoken before by holy prophets, and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing this first that there shall come in the last day scopers walking after their own lust uh-huh. and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. So the fathers have fallen asleep, brothers and sisters. The words were given to our ancestors. And since we've fallen into captivity, into slavery, we don't even know that, th- that we're Israelites anymore. Hmm. We call ourselves African-American after two uh, continents, brothers and sisters. No nationality. We think that we're African, but they don't claim us, nor do they accept us, brothers and sisters. But we have a long, rich history, and we can show you that how after 70 AD, when the Romans came in Jerusalem and dispersed us into Africa, we eventually, in the 1500s, landed, not landed, but sojourned, 
to the northwest corner of Africa where the African had a choice. You can send your kinsmen or you can send the stranger that's in your land, but somebody is coming to us on this westerly course. Mm. But I can't blame the African for selling us into slavery, some who by force did it and some who by choice did it. I can't even change or, or, or charge or blame the, the white man or the Caucasian. I can't blame him. Absolutely not. Because what happened to us was ordained by God and God sent us into slavery, brothers and sisters, because of our disobedience to his word. On your own, read the book of Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. That's why you don't see us yelling out the white man this and the white man that and he going to hell and all of that. Brothers and sisters, he could not have done what he did to us without permission from God. This is a spiritual thing that we're dealing with, brothers and sisters. But God wanted us to be here for his purpose. Check this out. If Satan himself has to go to God and get permission to test you, yes. how can a white man do anything to you without first having to get permission? That's so right. Think about that. That's right. Come on. Or get the go-ahead. Yeah, either way. <laughs> you know? So we're just sharing with you that we're not all wrapped up in the racial stuff, brothers and sisters, the white man. We're not all wrapped up in that. But we are wrapped up in God, and, and it's more of a spiritual thing than a racial thing as far as what happened to our people. Yes. Somebody had to play the role as the slave. Somebody right. had to play the role as the slave master, brothers and sisters. And God chose us at this time to play the role of the slave. But our condition is going to change. Oh, yes, it is. It's going to change. He, so, he, he, he inserted a little, little, something, little, little something in there to tell us that the first Shall be last. And the last, and the last shall, be first. shall be first. Man, it's but getting some deep. Some people don't even. Yep, that's another. It's getting deep, on. brother messenger. Yes, sir. It's let's, getting let's, deep. Let's go. 2 Peter 3, where we at? We verse, at five. verse 5. Mm-hmm. For this they willingly are ignorant of. What are they ignorant of, brother messenger? That by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water. Uh huh. Whereby the world that then was. Being overflowed with water, perish. Now, wait a minute, brothers and sisters. The world. I want to share this with you. Everybody know about the flood with Noah. Hmm. So they can't be talking about the flood with Noah, brothers and sisters. It says right here, for this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. Yes. Continue, my brother. But the heavens and the earth, which are now, by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But what about a thousand years? Finish reading that to us. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord a thousand years, yep. and a thousand years as one day. One day to the Lord is as a thousand years, and a thousand years, brothers and sisters, is as one day. So if a thousand years is one day, 10% of a thousand is a hundred. Yes. And one day consists of 24 hours. 10% of 24 hours 
is two hours and 40 minutes. So we ain't even living two hours and 40 minutes because most of us ain't living to see 100, brothers and sisters. It just shows you how deep God is. Now, let's read about this goat, Brother Messenger. Come on now. Let's read about this goat. In order to talk about the goat, we must first talk about the reason for the goat. I know that all of you have heard the term scapegoat before. Well, that term comes from the Bible. It is meant to describe someone or something used to take the blame for something that they are not guilty of, brothers and sisters, or that they didn't do. So let's read about this scapegoat. Let's go to Genesis, the second chapter. Mm -hmm. Genesis, the second chapter, verses 16 through 18. Now, the beginnings of the scapegoat has to start with the commandment of God and sin of Adam. Let's read it. We're going to go through this real quick. Genesis 2, 16 through 18. Go ahead. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. So, brothers and sisters, here we have a commandment by God. Mm -hmm. And the commandment is a law. Anytime he says, I'm commanding you, it is a law, brothers and sisters. So, the law is that you may eat of all the trees of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you may not eat. Mm-hmm. You remember, it has to be a law, brothers and sisters, because if they don't do this, they commit sin. And the Bible's definition of sin is a transgression of the law. Transgression of the law. So this is a law, brothers and sisters. Let's see if they kept the law, Brother Messenger. Genesis, the third chapter. Now, the commandment was given to Adam. Mm-hmm. Okay. Eve wasn't even here yet. Nope. The commandment was given to Adam before Eve was created. Adam gave the commandment to Eve, told her what to do. That's why it wasn't until Adam disobeyed that sin became established in the earth through man. Genesis 3, 1 through 6. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Ye have God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden. God has said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. So it's clear that she understood what the law was, or that the commandment was. Let's go ahead at verse Go ahead. I mean, verse 4. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God do know that in the day ye eat thereof. Then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food. Wait a minute. What do you mean the tree was good good for for food? food? God already told you, don't talk to this being. Don't talk to Satan. Don't talk to this fallen angel. He is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Continue, brother. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, 
and a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Let's go down to verse 9. Go ahead. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? Continue. And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked and hid myself. Uh. And he said, Who told thee that thou was naked? Who, brothers and sisters? Who told you that you were naked? Not what told you. If it was a literal snake, he would have said, what told you? But he said, who told you? Because it was a fallen being. Go ahead. Who told you you were naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree where I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, the woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, what is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, the serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shall thy go, and dust shall thou eat all the days of thy life. So what this means, basically, brothers and sisters, is that in the beginning Satan was able to reveal himself. He was able to reveal himself. He can no longer appear and reveal himself anymore. The only thing that he can do is suggest to you subtly through your flesh and through your emotions things for you to do that you should not be doing. So he can't appear anymore. Verse 15, go ahead. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. And it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. So, brothers and sisters, this now is referring to um, of Jesus, which is the seed of the woman, which represents Israel, brothers and sisters. And he said, "I'm going to put, him, um, I'm going to put enmity between the woman um, and her seed and your seed. Who is the seed of Satan?" Anybody that's willfully not obeying the statutes and the laws and the commandments of God. Go ahead and continue at verse 16. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. So that's why... Things are in the order that they're in while man is now the head of the household, brothers and sisters. We could have joint leadership in the beginning because we were one flesh. But now man is the head because God ordained man to be the head and woman became the weaker vessel, brothers and sisters. Last verse, verse 21. Unto Adam also. And to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skin and clothes. So these coats of skin came from an animal whose blood was shed because of the sin that they committed, brothers and sisters. So the first thing that was killed in God's creation physically was an animal, and the skin of the animal was used to cover the private parts of Adam and Eve. Let's go to Leviticus, the 16th chapter. Leviticus, the 16th chapter, let's read more 
into the scapegoat, Brother Messenger. Now we know why the scapegoat had to come into existence and be used. And let's read about what, how God commanded the scapegoat to be carried out. Okay? Leviticus 16, 6-10. Leviticus 16, 6-10. Go ahead. The scapegoat. And Aaron shall offer his bullock of the sin offering, which is for himself, and make an atonement for himself and for his house. So every year, brothers and sisters, the high priest had to go into the tabernacle, mm-hmm. and they had to make atonement for themselves and their household and the congregation or the people. And God is telling him what he wants him to do. Verse 7, go ahead. And he shall take the two goats and present them before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. Uh huh. And Aaron shall cast lots upon the two goats, one lot for the Lord and the other for the scapegoat. So here it is, brothers and sisters, scapegoat. Scapegoat, brothers and sisters. Let's see what the scapegoat is for. Continue reading now, 9 and 10. And Aaron shall bring the goat upon which the Lord's lot fell and offer him for a sin offering. So the scapegoat is to be offered for a sin offering. Go ahead, my brother. But the goat on which the lot fell to be the scapegoat shall be presented alive before the Lord to make an atonement with him and to let him go for a scapegoat into the wilderness. So here it is, and let me just make sure that I'm clear. Maybe I misspoke on what I just said, but the scapegoat is the goat that the sins of the people were on. And they let the scapegoat go into the wilderness, brothers and sisters, carrying the sin away from the camp. Let's go ahead and continue reading at verse 9 through 15. Go ahead. 9, we just read uh, 10. Okay, go ahead, continue. 11. 11. And Aaron shall bring the bullock of sin of the sin offering, which is for himself, and shall make an atonement for himself and for his house, and shall kill the bullock of the sin offering, which is for himself. And he shall take a censer full of burning coals of fire from off the altar before the Lord, and his hands full of sweet incense beaten small, and bring it within the veil. So here we have a veil. I want you to keep your mind on the veil, brothers and sisters, because there was a purpose for the veil. We're going to get to that in a moment. Let's go 15 through 22. Go ahead. Then shall he kill the goat of the sin offering. That is for the people. I'm sorry, Brother Messenger. I got to read this. I got to read this. I'm sorry, guys. This is too important to pass up. Remember, we talked about the veil, brothers and sisters. Let's go to 14, then 15. And he shall take of the blood of the bullock and sprinkle it with his finger upon the mercy seat eastward. And before the mercy seat shall he sprinkle of the blood with his finger seven times. The veil was also used to sprinkle the blood also, brothers and sisters, of the goat and the lamb and the bulls, brothers and sisters. And it was their process of taking away the sin. The animal was the sacrificial animal for sin. Let's go ahead and um, I think we were doing 15 through 22. Go ahead. Then shall he kill the goat of the sin offering. 
that is for the people, and bring his blood within the veil. There's that veil. And do with that blood as he did with the blood of the bullock, and sprinkle it upon the mercy seat before the mercy seat. And he shall make an atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanliness of the children of Israel and because of their transgression and all their sins. And so shall he do for the tabernacle of the congregation that remaineth among them in the midst of their uncleanliness. And there shall be no man in the tabernacle of the congregation when he goeth in to make an atonement in the holy place. So I don't want nobody but Aaron up in here when he make an atonement. Go ahead. Until he come out and have made an atonement for himself and for his household and for all the congregation of Israel. And he shall go out unto the altar that is before the Lord and make an atonement for it. And shall take the blood of the bullock and the blood of the goat and put it upon the horn of the altar round about. And he shall sprinkle of the blood upon it with his finger seven times and cleanse it. For the sake of time, Brother Messenger, let's go straight to 22. Go ahead. And the goat shall bear upon him all their iniquities unto the land not inhabited. And he shall let the goat into the wilderness. So the scapegoat was released, brothers and sisters. So the Lord is showing you, brothers and sisters, that the animal at that time was used to cover the sin, mm. to take it away. Absolutely. But the scapegoat represented someone yes. who was coming to take the sin away, okay. brothers and sisters. Come on now, we talk. Because, see, we went from the scapegoat, brother messenger, now we got to go to the lamb. We went from the scapegoat, now we got to go to the lamb. Let's go to Revelation, the 12th chapter. Let's go back there. Come on. Let's go back to the book of Revelation and see what else John saw as it was revealed to him. By Jesus. Let's go. We call John the Revelator, brothers and sisters. (laughs) But the book of Revelation starts off by saying the revelation of Jesus Christ. So this was given to John, brothers and sisters. Revelations 12, 10 through 11. We read about the scapegoat, which led us to the Lamb. Mm. So let's go ahead and talk about the Lamb of God, brother messenger. Revelations 12, 10 through 11. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accused of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. So here it is. The blood of the lamb, brothers and sisters. The scapegoat led to the lamb. Now, we read about the scapegoat in the book of Leviticus, right? Mm-hmm. So now let's go ahead and keep this thing on, and let's talk about this lamb a little bit more in detail. Revelation 13, 1 verse 8, when Adam sinned against God mm-hmm. at the very beginning, Jesus knew He had to die. This is why the book of Revelation says that the lamb was slain from the beginning of the world, brothers and sisters. Now, a lot of people say, well, black eyes, well, God already knew that Adam was going to sin. 
That's why I said that the Lamb was going to be slain from the beginning of the world or the foundation of the world. Well, no, brothers and sisters, that wasn't the case. The case was man or the foundation or the beginning of the world started with man. So when he messed up at the foundation and in the beginning, the Lamb was already slain. Let's read it, Brother Messenger. Revelation 13 and 8. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So the man of sin is going to come, brothers and sisters. He's going to look like a righteous man. He's going to look like the man to be followed. But those who are aware of who God is and who Jesus is and what his statutes, laws, and commandments are and what the prophecy is, we're already going to know not to go after this man. Absolutely. But the majority of the world is going to be convinced that this is he who the Bible prophesied will come. So it says, the ones whose names was not written in the book of the Lamb, of life of the Lamb, who was slain from the foundation of the world, went after this man. But our key point that we want to bring out, out of this is that the Lamb was slain from the foundation of the world. And that's why, because the foundation of the world was when man was created. And that's when man sinned on his first day, brothers and sisters. Let's go back to the book of Exodus, the 12th chapter. Exodus, the 12th chapter, 21 through 24. When the children of Israel was about to be freed from slavery in Egypt, Moses was instructed to tell the elders of Israel to kill a lamb mm. and take the blood and put it on their doorposts. Yes, Let's sir. read it. Leviticus 20, I'm sorry, uh, Exodus 12, 21 through 24. Go ahead. Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said unto them, Draw out and take you a lamb according to your families and kill the, and kill the Passover. And ye shall take the bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the, the lentil and the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out at the door of his house until the morning. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians. And when he seeth the blood upon the lentil and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come into, unto your houses to smite you. This goes to show us, brothers and sisters, when we are under the blood of the Lamb. When we are under the blood of the Lamb, brothers and sisters, death passes over us. It has to. It has to, brothers and sisters. Your life and your protection is to be covered under, under the, the blood, blood of the Lamb. Let's go ahead and finish that up, Brother Messenger. And ye shall observe this thing for an ordinance to thee and to thy sons forever. For how long? Forever. Forever? 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 Ever? Forever? <laughs> so, brothers and sisters, yes, he is establishing something with us right now. Let's go and confirm what he has already established because now this is a law. Yes. So if you are a follower of Jesus Christ today, if you call yourself a Christian today, this is something that you're still supposed to be doing, keeping the Passover, brothers and sisters. Leviticus 23, 1 through 5. Go ahead. Leviticus 23, 1 
through 5, brothers and sisters. Go ahead. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, Concerning the feast of the Lord. Wait a minute. This is the... This is Moses' law. This is Moses' feast. Did we? Did it say this is Moses'? No. It's, what is, it's the feast of who? The feast of the Lord. The feast of the Lord, brothers and sisters. And do God change? Not, not never. The same yesterday. Today. And forever. Go ahead, read. Speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them concerning the feast of the Lord, which ye shall proclaim to be holy convocations, even these are my feasts. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest and holy convocation. Ye shall do no work therein. It is the Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwellings. These are the feasts of the Lord. Here we go. Even holy convocations which ye shall proclaim in their season. In the fourteenth day. You got a day of the month. Of the first month. You got... A month of the year, the first month, the 14th day of the first month. At evening is the Lord's Passover. So you got a day, you got a time of day, and you got a month, brothers and sisters. The 14th day of the first month at evening is the Lord's Passover. So if you type in your Google search engine, Passover 2019, and you go, 14 days before that day that the Passover is on in 2019, you just found yourself the first day of God's New Year. Happy New Year's Day, brothers and sisters. We're showing you how to navigate this book. So now, Brother Messenger, let's go to the book of Isaiah, the 53rd chapter. Mm -hmm. Isaiah, the 53rd chapter. Now, the Lamb was only a sign of one who would come whose significance or sacrifice would not have to be made every year. You see, we had to kill the lamb every year, brothers and sisters, and take the blood and put it, put, you know what I'm saying, use the blood and, and, and sacrifice like that. Well, brothers and sisters, we still keep the Passover, but we take the bread and the wine. Yes. What's missing? The lamb, brothers and sisters. Because the Lamb gave himself as a sacrifice, the Lamb of God. Let's read it, Isaiah 53, 1 through 5. The Lamb of yesterday was replaced by the Lamb of today. Isaiah 53, 1 through 5. Who have believed our report, and to whom is an arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of the dry ground. He have no form nor Comeliness. And when we shall see him, there's no beauty that should desire him. So Jesus was not an attractive man, brothers and sisters. This is describing to you how Jesus physically looked in the flesh. He was not an attractive man. He didn't come to win no beauty contest. <laughs> Read that again, Brother Messenger. Uh, verse 2. For he... For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of a dry ground. He have no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Continue. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrow, 
and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and was esteemed him not, and we esteemed him not. Uh-huh, continue. Surely he hath borne our grief and carried our sorrow. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. Who carried our sorrows, Brother Messenger, in the beginning? It was the scapegoat, brothers and sisters. But now we're passing it over to the Lamb. Continue verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. While we read about what happened in the Gospels in the book of Isaiah, brothers and sisters, last week we did a lesson, Can You Prove Your Belief Without the Writings of Paul? Or even the new, everything that's in the New Testament is also in the Scripture, brothers and sisters, or the Old Testament. It's all in here. That's why we always tell you that nothing has changed, brothers and sisters. No. Nothing has changed with the exception of Jesus came to replace the law of animal sacrifice with his own sacrifice, brothers and sisters. Yes. We just replaced a goat and a lamb for a lamb. That's all. That's all. John 1, 10 through 17. John 1, 10 through 17. Now, the prophecy of Christ's coming is fulfilled. We are getting closer to the end of sacrifices and offerings. Go ahead, John 1, 10 through 17. He was in the world, and the world was made by him. Wait a minute. Jesus came in the world, and the world was made by him? We read it, brothers and sisters. Jesus made the... The very world that you're walking upon now, brothers and sisters, in the beginning, before it became correct, corrupted by Satan, before Satan replaced his world with his own. Go ahead. And the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of, the, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bare witness of him, and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness have all we received, and grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So, brothers and sisters, the law was given by Moses, but grace came by Jesus Christ. Animals couldn't do what Jesus did, brothers and sisters. Animals couldn't do what Jesus did. So let's go ahead. we got a lot of stuff to go, Brother Messenger. Matthew, the 27th chapter. Matthew, the 27th chapter, verses 45 through 51. Now, the beauty about this scripture is that it lines up perfectly with this lesson. Yet, it's something that many who study the Word of God look right over. Let's read 
some more about the veil that we read on, Brother Messenger, mm -hmm. back in the scripture about Aaron taking the finger and the blood of the animals and sprinkling it seven times on the veil by the mercy seat. Yes, sir. As an atonement for sin. Let's read about this veil and let's see what happened to the veil because if there is no more veil, there's no more animal sacrifice. Go ahead, my brother. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, Lama Sabbathani, Lama Sabbathani, that is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Some of them that stood there when they heard that said, this man called for Elias. And straightway one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with vinegar and put it to a reed, and gave him to drink. The rest said, Let be. Let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. And when he gave up the ghost, when he died, then what happened, Brother Messenger? And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain. Wait, hold on. The veil of the temple was rent in twain? Remember what the veil was used for in the temple, brothers and sisters. Y'all remember that? What the veil was used for? Go ahead, continue, Brother Messenger. And the earth did quake and rocks rent. The veil, brothers and sisters. The veil was ripped in twain. The veil was used for animal sacrifice purposes. Mm -hmm. When the veil was ripped, that ended the law of animal sacrifice, brothers and sisters. Now, let's get into the verse and the chapter that most people use to say we're no longer under the law no more. We're under grace. We're under grace. We no longer under the law no more. All you got to do is read, brothers and sisters, and be able to put a subject matter to that which you read. Come on. So now the veil is ripped in twain. Jesus died. The veil is gone. The veil was used to sprinkle the blood of the animals for animal sacrifice for sin. That was taken away and replaced by the sacrifice of Jesus. Now let's read Hebrews, the 10th chapter, with understanding, Brother Messenger. Mm -hmm. Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10. Uh... I want to start at 1, Brother okay. Messenger. Go ahead. <laughs> Hebrews 10 and 1. Go ahead. For the law having a shadow of good things to come, and not the very image of the thing, can never with those sacrifices which they are offered year by year continually make the comers thereunto perfect. For then would they not have ceased to be offered, because that the worshippers once purged should have no had no more conscience of sin. But in those sacrifices, there is a remembrance again made of sins every year. What sacrifices are you talking about in pertaining to this particular law? Animal sacrifice. This law that was a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the thing. And it keeps talking about sacrifices and offerings. So what law is this? that you think is talking about that's connected to sacrifices and offerings. It's talking about 
the law of animal sacrifice. But those who have taught this without understanding has told people we're no longer under the law. If there is no more law, there is no more sin, because sin is the transgression of the law. So it can't be that there are no more laws, but this particular chapter is talking about a specific law that deals with sacrifices and offerings. Continue, Brother Messenger. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sin. Oh, so this law was dealing with animal sacrifice, and it was using the blood of bulls and goats to take away sin. Continue. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offerings thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared me. Mm. And burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin thou has had no pleasure. You keep talking about sacrifices and burnt offerings and offerings, brothers and sisters. Why can't our Christians, brothers and sisters, get this, that this law is dealing with animal sacrifice? It's not dealing with thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not... It's not dealing with those laws, brothers and sisters. This Specifically, it's dealing with the law of animal sacrifice. Continue at verse uh, 8. I'm 7, 7. Go ahead. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book it is written of me to do thy will, O God. Above when he said, Sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and offerings of sin that wouldest not, neither had pleasure, therein which are offered by the law. Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. I have what? He taketh away the first. What was the first? That he may establish the second. The first was the law of animal sacrifice, brothers and sisters. He took away the law of animal sacrifice and replaced it with the sacrifice of himself. Ten. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never take away sin. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. Let's go ahead down to 18 through 20. Now, where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiness by the blood of Jesus, by a name and, li- and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil. Through the veil, brothers and sisters, the veil. Go ahead. That is to say his flesh. So the veil that was ripped was replaced by his flesh. The blood of Bulls, goats, and lambs was replaced by his blood, brothers and sisters. So please don't repeat what some have mistaught, that we're no longer under the law. We're no longer under the law of animal sacrifice, brothers and sisters. But we're still talking about this lamb. We got one more verse on the lamb, brother messenger. One more verse on the lamb. Let's go to Daniel, the ninth chapter, 26 through 27. This also fulfills the prophecy of Daniel, who wrote about 
the Messiah being killed and the ending of sacrifices and oblations or offerings. Daniel 9, 26 and 20, that's why we told you there's nothing in the New Testament that's not already written in the Scripture. Daniel 9, 26 and 27, let's see if we read the same thing we just read in the book of Hebrews. Daniel 9, 26, and we're just going to read the top of 26, go ahead. And after three fall and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off. And who is he cut off for? But not for himself. Stop right there. So, in three score and two weeks, the Messiah shall be cut off, but not for himself. That's the top of 26. Let's go to the top of 27. Go ahead. And he shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. One week is seven days or seven years. Go ahead. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause the sacrifice and the oblation to cease. The sacrifices and oblations was caused to cease in the middle of the week or in the middle of the seven years because he was killed when he was 33 and some months years old. He started his ministry at 30. Mm -hmm. He was killed at 33 and some months old, brothers and sisters. In the middle of his seven-year ministry, he was killed in the midst of it or in the middle of it. And it says, what else happened when, uh, for one week and in the midst of the week? And in the midst of, and in the midst of the week shall he call sacrifice and oblation to cease. So in the midst of the week when he died and that veil was ripped, the sacrifices and the oblations or the offerings ceased, brothers and sisters, because it ended the law of animal sacrifice. We got one more place to go, brothers and sisters. Well, let's talk about the Lion of Judah. Now, Brother Messenger, we're going to try to go through this real quick. We may not even be able to get through all of these, brothers and sisters, but I just want to spend about 10 minutes on this, Brother Messenger. We went from the scapegoat or the goat to the lamb. To the lamb. Now, let's talk about the lion of Judah, brothers and sisters, because Jesus ain't coming back like he left. This peaceful man who was all about forgiveness and was all about turning the other cheek, brothers and sisters, he not coming back like he left. And this is why the Jews got so mad when he was claiming to be the one because they thinking, where's your kingdom? Where's your government? Where's your power to take us out of slavery? That prophecy won't be fulfilled until he comes back. But he had to be a sacrifice or a lamb before he could be a lion. Go ahead, Revelations 5, 1 through 5. Revelations 5, 1 through 5. Go ahead. And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seal thereof? And no man in heaven, nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah. The lion of the tribe of Judah? The root of David. 
have prevailed to open the book and to loosen the seven seals thereof. So now we got this lion of the tribe of Judah, Brother Messenger. Let's go back to the beginning of the book, Genesis 49, 8 and 9. That's the New Testament. That's Revelation. Let's see if we can find the same thing in the Scripture. we always showing you that there's nothing in the New Testament that has not already been written of or written about. Genesis 49, 8 through 9. Genesis 49, 8 through 9. Even the book of Genesis, Moses talked about the lion. Who dares to rouse up a lion, brothers and sisters? Genesis 49, 8 through 9. Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. Thy hand shall be in the neck of thy enemy. Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. So out of the 12 tribes of Israel, brothers and sisters, Judah is the one that's going to be the rule. And Judah is the one that Jesus came to. Go ahead. Judah is a lion's whip. From the prey, my son, thou art gone up. He stooped down. He crouched as a lion and as an old lion. Who shall rouse him up? So who's going to rouse Jesus up when he come back, brothers and sisters? Who's going to rouse him up? They playing games now. They're talking about those who follow him. But he ain't playing none of that when he comes back. Let's go to the book of Isaiah, the 34th chapter. When the lion comes, which is the Lord Jesus, he comes to make war, brothers and sisters. It is written that he has a sword dripping with blood. Isaiah 34, 5 and 6, two verses. I mean, three verses. Let's go. I mean, two verses. For my sword shall be bathed in heaven. Behold, it shall come down upon Idunia, Idunia, mm-hmm. and upon people of my curse to judgment. The sword of the Lord is filled with blood. It is made fat with fatness and with the blood of lambs and goats, with the fatness of kidneys of rams. For the Lord has a sacrifice in Bozer, and a great slaughter in the land of Idunia. Idumia. So, brothers and sisters, we want you to understand that Edom or Esau, brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. that's part of that land of Idumia. It's the people who occupy what is called Jerusalem today, brothers and sisters, but we want you to understand that it seems like they're running things and they are in power, and even the United States of America bow down to their will. But the Lord says, I'm coming with a sword dripping with blood, and I'm coming after anybody that's against my word, my will, and my people. Let's go to the book of Revelation, the 14th chapter, 1 verse, verse 20. Now, the book says that it would be so much blood coming off the sword of Jesus that it will come all the way up to the horse's bridle. Let's read it, my brother messenger. Revelation 14 and 20. And the winepress was trodden without the city, and the blood came out of the winepress even unto the horse's bridle by the space of a thousand and six hundred furlongs. Wow, that's a lot of blood, brothers and sisters. This Jesus, this lion, ain't coming back like the lamb, brothers and sisters. He's coming back to kill everything that ain't right. Revelations, the 19th chapter, 13 through 18. You don't hear about this Jesus in the church a lot of times. No. Most churches, you don't hear about this Jesus, brothers and sisters. It would be so much carnage, brothers and sisters, when the lion comes, that God will gather the birds to feast 
are the remains of the enemies of Jesus. Revelations, the 19th chapter, 13 through 18. Go ahead. And he was clothed with the vesture's gift in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses clothed in fine linen. So he's not coming by himself. He's coming with the whole host of heaven. Go ahead. White and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nation. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treaded the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture. And on his thigh, a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun. And he cried with a loud voice, saying to all of the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven. Here come the birds. Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great, great God, that ye may eat the flesh of the king and the flesh of the captain and the flesh of mighty men, and the flesh of horses, and of them that sit on them, and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. Now you see what these scavengers, brothers and sisters, these buzzards, these crows, these birds are waiting on, brothers and sisters. They hungry. Amen. They hungry, brothers and sisters, and Jesus is going to give them all something to eat. Matthew, the 10th chapter, 1 verse 34. Many pastors only preach the peace and love side of Jesus. Yes, as the lamb, that's who he was. But as the lion, it's only going to be get down, bow down, or lay down, brothers and sisters. Matthew 10 and 34. Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. So he coming with a sword. He ain't trying to be peaceful, brothers and sisters. We've had our time for him to be peaceful, for him to come and make peace and try to bargain with you and plead with you to accept him and accept his word. But if you ain't did it by the time he come back, then you're going to be anti-Christ, against Christ. Luke, the first chapter, Luke, the first chapter, verses 31 through 33, this is the Jesus that the angel Gabriel told Mary about. Mm Mm-hmm. But those during his time in the flesh didn't understand that before the lion could come, the lamb had to be sacrificed. Luke 1, 31-33. Luke 1, 31-33. Go ahead, brother. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth the son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. See, when he come back, that prophecy is going to be fulfilled, brothers and sisters. His kingdom will have no end. He's going to reign on this earth in Jerusalem in the throne of David, brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. over Israel and the world. Isaiah, the ninth chapter. Isaiah, the ninth chapter, two more places. Hold on, brothers and sisters. We almost there. This is the same prophecy of Isaiah that the Jews were waiting on to be fulfilled. Isaiah 9 through 7. Again, we can find it in the new. It got to be in the old. Isaiah 9 through 7. Go ahead. Isaiah, what, what book? Uh, 9 and 7. Go ahead. Uh-huh. 
Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it. Didn't we just read that, brothers and sisters? And to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So we got one more verse to read, brothers and sisters. And I just want to explain to you, at the end of the day, Jesus will put all enemies under his feet from false religion to the governments and kingdoms of the earth and the last enemy, brothers and sisters, even death. Then he would turn over all rulership, power, and authority to the Father. This would be the end of flesh, the end of man, and the end of sin, brothers and sisters. Flesh and blood cannot enter into the kingdom of God. We eventually got to all be spirit beings, and we will be joint heirs with Christ, making us God's sons and daughters, brothers and sisters. Remember, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So if the Word was God, and we will be joint heirs with the Word, then we're going to be God too. All you are God's children of the most high God. 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, 24 through 28, our last verse, the whole conclusion to the story, the goat, the lamb, and the lion. Let's go, Brother Messenger. Then cometh the end, when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father. When shall have put down all rule and all authority and power, for he must reign till he have put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. For he hath put all things under his feet. But when he said all things are put under him, it is manifest that he is expected, which did put all things under him. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, Then shall the Son also himself be subjected unto him that put all things under him, that God may be in all, all in all. So, brothers and sisters, at the end of the day, Jesus got a work to do. And his work is not finished, brothers and sisters. He started his work as the the lamb and even the scapegoat. And he's going to end it as a lion, brothers and sisters. We pray that you were edified and that God was glorified in this lesson today. We thank you for your time. For those who are on YouTube, and for those who are on Facebook Live, and for those who are listening on POET Radio, if you want to be added to our reminder text message list, then text your name and the keyword Truth Hour to 312-719-7310. And right before we go on air, you will get a text message reminding you that we are about to go live and what the topic is for that particular day. Now, for those who are on Facebook Live and who are listening on Poet Radio, please go and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Truth Hour TV. Again, our YouTube channel is Truth Hour TV. Peace and blessings, YouTube. Peace. Go ahead and pray us out, Brother Messenger. Absolutely. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, yet again we come to say thank you. We thank you, Father God, that you have 
spoken, Father God, that you have revealed, Father God, through us, Father God, through your word, Father God, that which you want your people to know, what you want them to hear, Father God, and what you want them to adhere to, Father. We thank you, Father God, that every person, Father God, we pray that they were edified and that you were glorified. Continue to watch over us, Father God. Continue to keep us under the blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you in advance. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. 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 We thank you for that, brothers and sisters. We hope that this lesson was an educational lesson for each and every one of you all. I see my wife on. I love you. <laughs> she said, good show, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for spending time with your husband and I, sister. Uh, while you're on, while we were on the line, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Um, we are coming to the close. I don't know uh, if anyone wants to speak, but let's go to the phone lines and find out. If someone wants to speak on the GOAT, the lamb and the lion. The goat, the lamb, and the lion. Let's go ahead and go to the phone lines. Chicago, you're out there. State your name, Chicago, and tell us what you thought about tonight's lesson. Chicago, you're live. If your phone is saying that uh, you are unmuted, that's you that we're, we're talking to. Okay, let's go to our next Chicago, Chicago, you're out there. Hey, fellas, it's Brother Abnard. How you doing? Hey, Brother Abnard, how you doing? Oh, good, man. What was the name of the show? I got in so late. It was called The Goat, The Lamb, and, and the, the Lion. Lion. Uh-huh. Okay, I caught the last part about how he left. He, he left humble, but coming back as a lion. I remember Brother Bowie speaking on that before. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, so I can't we're going to put, we're gonna put Facebook, this on right? YouTube. We're going to put this YouTube. on YouTube tonight, too. Okay, cool. I'll catch you right there. Let me, let me just okay, brother. Right up to my brother, Dante Jefferson. I see you. I see you, little bro. Man, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother, Dante Jefferson, mm-hmm. I've been searching for him for 35 years, brother. Wow. And uh, we finally made a connection, man. And uh, I, I love you. I love you, bro. I love your family, man. I'm glad you're tuning in. That's my baby brother. He's down in Florida. So you you had no contact with him for 35 years. We've been searching for each other for 35 years, brother. Wow. All praises be to God, my brother. Absolutely. I love you, man. Let me see. Uh, North Carolina, you're on the line. North Carolina? Hey, um, Brother Black Eyes and Brother Messenger. This is Sister Crystal. Hey, Hey, Sister Sister Crystal. Crystal. How are you? Good. How are you? Um, I just wanted to call to say, as always, I enjoyed um, your teaching. Excellent teaching. It seems like after you got baptized, you came in with the power. You were not playing. It's just um, awesome. I just want to encourage you all to continue doing what you're doing. I absolutely love this show, and um, we just learned so much. So we just want to encourage you and keep you in prayer, and I just thank God for this show. You know what, sis, I want to say to you, what you said means so much to me, because, you know, um, you know, I, I, I just prayed, you know, after, before and after I got baptized, I just said, you know, God, just please use me, you know, take me to another level, 
you know, of of this thing. You know, my even from my own understanding to um, my delivery to my teaching, I'm glad that I got my brother on the side of me here with me by my side, and I'm glad I have your support. But I'm, I'm praying for it, sister, and you best believe that Satan is right there with attack from uh, on, my, on my wife's job, you know, um, on my son's mother, you know, who's in the hospital right now, you know, who went in for a simple procedure, kidney stone, and ended up where her heart stopped. Wow, wow, wow. For three minutes. They, they they had to resuscitate her. So from every angle, sis, when I tell you that Satan is trying to hit hard from every angle, but, you know, again, you know, my faith is is, is strong, you know. And um, if he can't get me, he's going to try to get somebody close to me. Mm-hmm. So my thing is to make sure that they understand that once, number one, I said I do and got married. And then number two, once I got baptized, that he was going to be on a full-on onslaught of assault. Come on now. But I'm going to keep coming back here every Tuesday. I'm going to keep on studying because it takes a week pretty much to prepare these lessons. So I'm busy, (laughs) you know what I'm saying, in the Word. You know, so I I just thank you for those words, though, because it means so much to me that you see a difference in me, you know, since I got baptized. Yes, and we will be praying for you. Um, continuously, you have people around you, even though, you know, we're in North Carolina, we're still connected in the spirit, and we definitely will lift both of you all up in prayer as well as, well as your family. Thank you so much. And, and just sister said, pray for us. Yes. <laughs> you know, pray, pray for us, our strength, you know, our faith. Pray for us, brothers and sisters, because we definitely need it. I love you, sister. Thank you so much. Love you all. All right. Good night. All right. Good night. All right, let's see if uh try to get back to Chicago. Chicago, you out there? State your name, Chicago. Did you want to make a statement? Okay. All right, so I'm going to end this recording on here. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.